and salutations how hello welcome to three funny ladies uh that's joe bailey that is susan j Cox, and we are your hosts into the intrepid world of funny ladies <laughs> the intrepid world uh i believe we have an email what yeah for, real, for realsies hold on so how are you how have you been what's happening i have been just fine Okay. We are in the midst of a blizzard. Well, blizzard-ish. Blizzard-esque. Blizzard-esque. Blizzard light. But we've got a fair amount of snow. Um. Yeah, it's supposed to snow all night again. Oh, tis? Tis. Oh, tis? Yeah, tis. Oh, okay. The email's from Gretchen, and all it says is no spoilers. That is all. That's all it says. Ah, okay. Yeah, so we had a snow day yesterday and today. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean that you still had to work? Well, yes, I still had to work because I work from home, which is the only right. drawback now. Is it that, is uh, the only drawback. That I can't I can't call off and be like, oh my God, I it's snowing. <laughs> it's like yeah. yeah, it doesn't fucking matter. No. So there. the child had um the child had a snooty. Yeah, yesterday was uh, probably a little bit preemptive on their part because uh, it was pretty fine yesterday. Well, I think what happens is parents start complaining and they start asking, are we going to have school? What's going to happen? What? And so I think a lot of times what happens is the district just gets tired and they just say, you know what? Fuck it. We'll have a fucking you people. We'll have a snow day. You know, back in our day, we had to get up at the butt crack of dawn and watch the news. Wait for the little scroll across the bottom of the screen. And, and sometimes you missed it. Yep. And so you had to wait for it to start yep. back over again. Yeah. Um, so, and we were okay because we were Fs. I was an F. What was your school district? Do you remember? Utica. Oh, no. Yeah. 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 So see, you had to wait. So I think that's what kind of happened on Wednesday is they were trying to, and I mean, listen, the meteorologists were all pretty <laughs> confident. Um, and I think the school district was just trying to appease the masses. And then we, it was a wasted school day. So what's probably going to happen now is they're going to be made to go to school tomorrow when really it should have been day today and tomorrow. Yeah. 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 But they had Wednesday. So they'll probably be like, sorry, you got to come, come to school on Friday. That's what you get for not being patient. Yep, come snow or high water. That's right, baby. Uh, although I will say, um, Ferndale has made the commitment that snow days are going to remain snow days. It won't be like, oh, it's a snow day. You can go virtual. They're not going to do that. Oh, well, that's nice. So, because they provide technology to other students. And oh, so, wow. if they, um, you know, if they were to do that, they would have to give every student a laptop and they would have to keep it. And it, that's just too much. So, yeah, they're going to keep snow days. So that's nice. That is nice. It's nice yeah. to uh, I wonder that actually in looking at our situation as adults, um, yeah. if the students were then like, oh, well, it's snow day, but let's just be virtual today. I think that some. Some school districts do do that. That's but, for, but yeah, but Ferndale is not so. That's nice. Yeah, fuck that noise. Fuck that noise. 
Um, what else has been happening with you? Watch anything, see anything, hear anything? I did discover a new podcast. What is it? It is called Wild Things. Oh. Siegfried and Roy. Interesting. It is interesting. It's all, it's really all about the incident. Sure, sure, sure. The tiger riding, which, just so I can make you feel old, was almost 20 years ago. You know, honestly, I would have said it was longer, more. Oh, see, and I felt like it was shorter. So actually, um, that makes me feel better. Now, is Wild Things with a Z? It is not. So that's a <sighs> missed opportunity. Missed opportunity right there. Um, but it also delves into Write sort of the history of Siegfried and Roy. It's very fascinating. I think it's only four episodes. Okay. So, okay. Um, and they're like 35, 45 minutes long. All right. Yeah, so it's good. It's pretty quick. It's informative, uh, and I like it. And it made me think of, uh, I may, I don't know if this will be offensive to some people, but it's not offensive to me. There's uh, one of my favorite go-tos. There's a family guy joke about. Uh, there's a cutaway where Roy, who was the one who was attacked by the tiger, uh-huh. is in the hospital, and the tiger who bit him is standing next to him in the hospital. And the tiger <laughs> says, uh, I'm sure we all know the answer to this, but should I get tested? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that is not uh, where I thought that was going to go. <laughs> yeah, it, like I said, it may be offensive to some, but I'm a gay, so I'm I'm not offended by it. So yeah, like I, I can't say that, but you can say that. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's interesting. The whole thing. Um, I can't imagine performing with these humongous cats and they go through the whole history of like how they would raise them and what they would do to quote unquote tame them. Um, but at the end of the day, it still is a wild animal Yeah, and you don't know what they're going to do. Um, are they both dead now? Yes. Which I didn't realize that either. I looked it up. Oh, so you had a nice little twist. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So, yeah. Hot twist. All right. I watched the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. How, the whole thing? The whole thing. It's eight episodes. I watched it all yesterday. How did you like it? I can't decide. I, I can't decide. I know what they were trying to do. I know that the approach they were trying to to take, and I appreciate it, but it just didn't land for me, I think, the way they intended. I have a twisty, twisty history with that, because I first thought it was a movie. Okay. And then I found out it was a series, and I was like, oh, like, I just don't know if I feel like that can sustain a series. Mm-hmm. That concept. Mm-hmm. And then I read a review for it last week that said that the show is as tedious as its title. Um, yeah. And so then I was like, oh, well, then I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I will say that the the funniest bit, the best bit, and I'm not ruining anything because you catch on within the first few seconds of the show, <laughs> is... Um, Because basically it's making fun of all those true crime tropes or like lifetime movie tropes type thing. And uh, Kristen, nope, not Stuart, not Davis. What the fuck? Bell. Um, 
she has a handyman and the entire series he's fixing her mailbox <laughs> it's just so dumb he's just working on a mailbox the whole time <laughs> yeah i know what they were going for and they were so serious about it and so dry about it that it didn't land but i think how can i say this they did exactly what they set out to do i just don't think it worked like they thought it would does that make mm-hmm. sense yeah yeah for sure um, i probably are they half hour episodes yeah they're uh you know what i'm not sure they might okay. be hour oh see and that's even worse if they're half hour i'll probably still hop in and just see but if they're an hour that's just too long so so we'll see if they get my attention or not yeah get joe bailey's attention you fucks yeah you, you fuck you fuck the olympics start tomorrow Oh, they do. Well, actually, they've already started. The opening ceremonies are tomorrow. Oh, okay. Uh, but figure skating is on tonight, and that's that's what I live for. I don't uh, do the Olympics. Yeah, I don't do any sporting things. I think it's just because we did it in my house growing up. It was a big deal. Ah, uh, yes. But you know, in the eighties, you only had three channels, so you didn't have much to choose true. from. True, and that's true because when the Olympics were on, it was like. Oh, God. Uh, now there's yeah. not going to be anything on. Literally, you had no choice but to watch it. Yeah. Although it's still did, didn't. Did they play it on all three channels back in the day? No, I think it was still, I think it's been on NBC forever. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, you didn't really have, you didn't really have a choice except for Saturday nights, which was always ABC with the Love Boat and Fantasy Island. Yes. Yep. For sure. It's That's so funny how Saturday was such a hot TV night and now it's right? a wasteland. It makes no sense. I guess and people TGI in the seventies and eighties just yeah weren't doing anything. TGI Fridays makes more sense because it was geared towards like kids and families. Sure, sure, sure. Well, you know what? I mean, the serial killers that were just out and about, the sheer amount of them that were just out and about, you stayed in your house. You sure you know? sure did. Sure did. You just stayed even, in your house. Yep, even when your parents weren't home because they just leave you alone because it was the seventies and eighties. Right. I mean, sure. You know, five you're, you're years 10. old. Be it's fine like, by we're going on a movie date. Stay here. Don't turn on the stove. And you didn't have cell phones. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah. You're still, like, you're still calling zero to get the police. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, it was just a different time. Sure was. Sure was, buddy. Sure was, buddy. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, I'm super excited because uh, Tuesday, uh, which is, will be the day after this drops, are the Oscar nominations. Yeah. And it is my favorite time of the year outside of Christmas. Very exciting. I always get up. Well, that's not true. I do because it's at 830 here. So I always make sure that I'm awake for, so I can watch them. Now, when I lived in L.A., they did play them live at 530. Ew. So I would always wake up to watch them gross absolutely and this year they're being announced by tracy ellis ross and leslie jordan so that should be exciting oh what <laughs> who came up with that pairing were they literally trying to come up with the most opposite pair of people in the universe i don't know and they're both like uh television people primarily so it's it is odd yeah, that is odd yeah but well, i love I'll them both there. so i will be there for it 
Um, who are you hoping to get nominated? Well, I'm really hoping that Rita Moreno gets nominated. So far, she hasn't really gotten nominated for anything big. I just can't imagine that the Academy is going to pass up an opportunity to nominate her for the same movie that she won in like 50, 60, 70 years ago. Yeah, I mean, that's, that, that's a, like a, a media coup moment. Yes. And I really, really hope that Jennifer Hudson gets nominated. For what? For respect. Okay. She's like, like torn now because she wasn't nominated for Golden Globe, but she was nominated for a SAG. Mm. So, but it's the same year that when Jennifer Aniston did Cake, she was nominated for everything except the Oscar. And I was devastated for her. Kristen Stewart was apparently shut out of all the British awards. And she was shut out of the SAG too. Really? Yeah. See, I can't, I didn't see it. I, I, the only reason I really wanted to see it is because I think Kristen Stewart is so bad and one note. I wanted to see her actually act, but eh, I haven't gotten around to it. I haven't Did you see either. that movie? Okay. I haven't yet. No, but I want to. And I do. I love Kristen Stewart. So. Did you see the Twilight movies? Um, I saw some of them. I didn't finish out the series, no. I mean, they're terrible, but you know. Yeah, yeah, sure are. What else is there? Done your taxes yet? No, I think I'm waiting for one more form, maybe. But if I don't get it this week, I'm going to just do it. We're waiting on all of Pete's, and I'm getting a little irritated, quite frankly. Oh, they have to have sent them by January 31st. Yep. So you still probably Correct. have a few more days. Oh, sent them by the uh, yes. sons yeah, of yeah, bitches. Yeah. All right. Okay, fine. Fine. So, yeah, that's why I'm waiting until probably, I'll probably do mine on Monday. Okay. Because that'll be a okay. whole week after if they would have been, this thing would have been mailed. And it's like not my main one. It's just a little subsidiary one. So if little I don't get it, then. I mean, if if the IRS is listening, of course, I'm going to do my due diligence to get that form. <laughs> I will go. I will stop at nothing to make sure everything is in order. Yes. Crossed and dotted. That's my motto. Everything. I would never in a million years do anything untoward. Uh, <laughs> nothing it, untoward. When it comes to the government or this fine, fine country of ours. <laughs> Oh, here's something we could. Oh, here's a couple things just popped into my head. Oh, One okay. yeah. celebrity big brother. <gasps> yes. When it? does it start? It last started night. already? Last night. <gasps> Hold on. I'm going to look it up. It's probably not loaded yet, but I'm going to look it up because I got to remember this. Okay. We have not watched it yet. I'm not excited about the people that are on there. Um, So I'm going to try it. I don't know if I'm going to stick with it. I know that Todrick. Yeah. Um, Who else? Chris Kirkpatrick from Insync, the le- the least known of the Insync gang. Well, but yeah, well, of course. I mean, yeah. Uh, Teddy Mellencamp. Ugh. Mm, Please. I think some sports people that I have no idea. Some sports people. <laughs> oh, Carson Kressley. What What's uh, funny about him is I thought he did it a long time ago. <laughs> I did too, actually. Although Ross Matthews did. Okay, so, so they're just where... they just take all the RuPaul people. And yes. just plug them in. Got yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about is Miss Jenny Wynn from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes. I Fire. don't know what happened. I don't know what she said. 
she in uh, September of 2020, uh-huh. she took to posting a whole bunch of things that were anti-BLM. Um, and just saying a bunch of stupid shit about quote unquote thugs and looting. And if you follow what the police say, you won't get hurt, et cetera, et cetera. That whole trope. Sure. So now she is gone. And so that means that they're going to be losing two ladies next season. Cause Mary Cosby did not show up to the reunion. You know what? I want her gone. She is fucking crazy. She and is. not in a good fun way. No. She's At first crazy. she was. And now she's just annoying and she needs to, yes, she needs to just go away. She's, she's, yeah. Like, I don't even, I don't even get it. She's so crazy. Yeah. So that's good news. Yeah. And uh-huh. Erica Girardi cleared of all wrongdoing. I'm surprised by that, honestly. It's interesting. And they are currently filming their ladies trip. So she got the news while they were all away on their ladies trip for the next season. Oh, got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. All right. I mean, I'm surprised quite honestly, just because she's so visible. I thought they would have really. Yeah. That's I'm glad Mary's gone. I just watched the latest episode. She is the worst. She's yeah. I, I, she's a terrible person she when really it gets down, down to it. And I hate how she just hides behind like God, 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 God. And yeah, it's like, like just, well, you know, I'm a like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, just because you're a woman of God doesn't mean you're a ter- not a terrible person. Yes. Um. So my notes for our lady are on this work computer that I just had to restart. So please oh, let's right. um. God, think of something else. Let's oh, riff. Um, Murderville. Huh, oh yeah, is on Netflix. It just dropped today. Yeah. It just dropped. I'm gonna watch it. Uh, what's funny to me is that the person. She's in the trailer, and I can't remember who it is. Sharon Stone. She Uh. looks like she's going to be the funniest because the comedians, improvisers on here, like even in the trailer, you see them break. And Sharon Stone is just playing it just straight as can be. And I think that's hilarious. Nice. So I'm pretty excited about that. I'm also excited for that new show on Apple Plus. That's the class reunion, the after party. What is Tiffany Haddish? Um, yeah, I'm not, but I have my oh, reasons. Why? Um, why so sour? Look at the cast. Just look at the uh, cast. I, I'm not going to badmouth a person. On oh, is Keegan in it? No. Oh, oh no, no. <laughs> oh, Sam Richardson. Oh, you hate I will that. neither confirm or deny. Correct. Uh, correct. As I, as I say, correct. Oh, Dave Franco. Yeah, there's a lot of people in it. Um, I just have, since we've opened this floodgate, okay, and because my computer has not restarted, and I'm sure that no one that matters to Sam Richardson listens to this podcast anyway. I have a real problem when you're actually genuinely friends with someone and we're in a new unique position to be able to say this when you're genuinely friends with someone and then they get fame and then they decide that you don't exist. I have a real fucking problem with that. And that's what he did. And so I have a problem with him. And if you don't, that's great to anyone who may know him or still friends with him or whatever. Um, 
so yeah, fuck that dude. I have I don't have time for it. You stood up I, at my wedding, dude. Like, oh, ugh, come on. I did not uh, know him when he was here. Yeah, no, you didn't miss out on anything. Neither Any nor Tim. Wait, Tim is a little nugget. I love him. He's a little fucking weirdo. I love him so much. Did what? do did do you watch his Netflix program? I did not. Um, yeah, I didn't. I did not. Remember when he was on Saturday Night Live for five seconds? Right. And they didn't Whatever. get his humor. What? Is that what happened? They, yeah. I just don't think I know. I'm trying to think. I knew the story at one point, but, you know, he was getting offers from other places because he's just an amazing writer. So he was getting offers from other places and Saturday Night Live just wasn't using him. Mm. To his, you know, to the fullest extent. And then Jason Sudeikis plucked him and Sam to do Detroiters. Ah, uh, yes. So, yeah, I mean, he had other things going on. He didn't need, he didn't need SNL. Uh, he didn't he still need Lauren Michaels. SNL. I mean, Timmy is the kind of person that um, he, he won some comedy and writing award and just didn't go to the award ceremony. He didn't feel like dressing up. Like, that's who Timmy is. He's just a little beautiful weirdo. And I, <laughs> I um, and from what I now see, me and Timmy were never very close. Um, but from what I can gather, he has not changed one iota. Um, uh, my favorite story of him is way back in the day, I was driving him and Pete home from the brothers, and they were both drunk as hell. And Timmy comes up with do you believe in God? <laughs> like, uh, and then we had this um, talk about religion while he was fucking <laughs> drunk. Up, and they were both in the back seat. Neither one of them were in the front. Now that I'm <laughs> now, I don't know. It's weird. Um, all right, my computer's back up. Everybody, that was seamless and flawless, and no one was the wiser except I told you. Um, what else we got going on? Anything else? Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. All right. Shall we, should we talk about our lady? Let's do it. Let's do it. This week, our lady is Gina Davis. I love her. I love her so much. I love everything about her. Uh, she was born Virginia Elizabeth Davis on January 24th. Uh, 21st, 1956 in Wareham, Massachusetts. Also, I got this all off Wikipedia, y'all. Okay. Um, oh, God. Hold on. My word doc went away. No, don't be fancy. Oh, so okay. when she was born, it was our chance to meet Virginia. Please care. <sighs> yeah, okay. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> um, her mother, Lucille Nay cook was a teacher's assistant and her father william was a civil engineer and church deacon they were uh they were both from small towns in vermont oh my goodness and davis has an older brother danforth oh my lord these names danforth davis she became interested in music at an early age she learned piano and flute and played organ well enough as a teenager to be organist at her congregationalist church in wareham she attended Wareham High School and was an exchange student in Sweden. 
where she became fluent in Swedish. I just love her so much because she's just got so many fucking layers to her. Um, She studied at New England College, then earned a bachelor's degree in drama from Boston University in 1979. See, to me, she's not this old. I know. It's crazy. Like, to me, she's my age, which makes zero sense. She's timeless, I guess, is what I'm saying. Uh, Her first post-university work was as a window mannequin for Ann Taylor. Uh, Then she signed with New York's Zoli Modeling Agency. Uh, Davis is said to have adopted the nickname Gina after seeing shows with the characters. um, I don't, I can't say that name, um, but it's a Swedish show, Gina the Crocodile, which aired as a children's segment in national television in Sweden in the 1970s. Uh, um, Her personal life. Davis began dating restaurateur Richard Imolo in December 1977. See, this doesn't this doesn't make any sense to me. I feel like she's so much younger than this. And moved in with him a month later. The two were married on March 25th, 1981, but separated in February 1983 and divorced on June 27th, 1984. 1984. 1984. <laughs> in 1985, she met her second husband, which I had fucking forgotten, actor Jeff Goldblum. Just can you imagine this couple? You forgot that they were married? I fucking forgot that they were married. Just the goofiest, gangliest, most beautiful couple. And I forgot. Uh, On the set of Transylvania 65,000, the couple married November 1st, 1987, and and appeared together in two more films, The Fly and Earth Girls Are Easy. Davis filed for divorce in October 1990, and it was finalized the following year. After a five-month courtship, Davis married filmmaker Rennie Harlan on September 18th, 1993. He directed her in Cutthroat Island and The Long Kiss Goodnight. Davis filed for divorce on October 26, 1997, a day after her personal assistant gave birth to a child fathered by Harlan. Boy, I did not know that. What? A piece of shit. Uh, The divorce became final in June 1998. Then later in 1998, uh, Davis started dating. Uh, what? Oh, got it. Iranian American craniofacial. That's the word I was looking at. Going, I don't know how I'm going to say that. Plastic surgeon uh, Rezi Jahari, uh, and allegedly, allegedly married him September 1st, 2001. They have three children: a daughter, Aliza, and fraternal twin boys, Chaos and Kyan. In May uh, 2018, Jahari filed for divorce from Davis, listing their date of separation as November 15th, 2017. Davis responded by filing a petition in which she claimed that she and Jahari were never legally married. Oh. <laughs> I want to divorce you. Well, plot twist. Guess what? <laughs> we were never married, asshole. Gina Davis in uh, April 2011 with Dr. John Gallen at the National. Nope. Sorry. That is a that is a picture description. The picture is not here. Uh, Davis is a supporter of the Women's Sports Foundation and an advocate for Title IX, an act of Congress focusing on equality and sports opportunities now expanded to prohibit gender discrimination in American education institutions. In 2004, while watching children's television programs and videos with her daughter, Davis noticed an imbalance in the ratio of male to female characters. She went on to sponsor the largest ever research project on gender and children's entertainment. 
uh, resulting in four discrete studies, including one on children's television. The study, uh, directed by Stacy Smith, showed that there were nearly three male characters to every female one in nearly 400 G, PG, and PG-13 and R rated movies analyzed. In 2005, Davis teamed up with the nonprofit group Dads and Daughters to launch a venture dedicated to balancing the number of male and female characters in children's television and movie programming. Uh, she launched the Gina Davis Institute on gender and media in 2007, which works collaboratively with the entertainment industry to increase the presence of female characters in media aimed at children and to reduce inequality in Hollywood and the stereotyping of females by the male-dominated industry. For her work in the field, she received an honorary Doctor of Fine Arts degree from Bates College in May 2009, an honorary Oscar, woo, the Academy's Jean Hershot Humanitarian Award in 2019. I did not know that. In 2011, Davis became one of a handful of celebrities attached to USAID uh, and Ad Council's FWD campaign, an awareness initiative tied to that year's East African drought. She joined with Thurman, uh, Shalaman, and Josh, Josh Hartnett, don't know why that was hard to say, in television and internet ads to forward the facts about the crisis. In July 1999, this is my favorite thing about her, Davis was one of 300 women who vied for a semifinals berth in the U.S. Olympic archery team to participate in the Sydney 2000 Summer Olympics. She placed 24th and did not qualify for the team, but, but participated as a wildcard entry in the Sydney International Golden Arrow Competition. In August 1999, she stated that she was not an athlete growing up and that she entered into archery in 1997, two years before she tried out for the Olympics big team and out of 300 people she was 24th yeah not too shabby that is pretty fucking amazing so that's miss virginia davis what's your first memory of gina davis virginia davis um probably beetlejuice mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. beetle beetle guys uh what is yours uh tootsie ah mm. do you know what i haven't i haven't seen that movie oh my. i haven't seen tootsie <laughs> God, here's the thing. Tootsie is a perfect film. Is it? It is perfect. Okay. Um, so Gina Davis was, oh, I got my information from Wikipedia, of course, and also from an interview in The Guardian. Okay. Uh, Gina Davis was working as a model when she was cast by director Sidney Pollack in his film Tootsie in 1982. And uh, she described her role as, quote, someone who's going to be in their underwear a lot of the time, <laughs> um, which is true. But she's funny in it. She's not in it a whole lot, but she's funny. Uh, she was uh, then a regular on the critically acclaimed but low-rated Buffalo Bill, which was a sitcom starring Dabney Coleman. The show lasted two seasons. Then she, uh, she went out to appear in Knight Rider, Remington Steel, and Family Ties. I remember uh, from Family Ties. You, do you? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She starred in her own show, Sarah, which was also a sitcom, but only lasted 13 episodes. Oh, no. She then made Fletch and Transylvania 65000, where she met future husband Jeff Goldblum. Um, they made those two films together that you mentioned, and after that came Beetlejuice and her Oscar-winning turn in The Accidental Tourist. 1990 brought quick change have you seen quick change no 
I like Quick Change with Bill Murray, the, the bank robbers. Yeah, um, I haven't seen it. And a year later came Thelma and Louise, for which she was nominated oh. for a Best Actress Oscar, and uh, she won the that award from the National Board of Review that year for Thelma and Louise. She says, before that, I'd be recognized on the street and people would say to me, The Fly or Beetlejuice. Um, but after Thelma and Louise, everyone wanted to talk to me, telling me how the film had changed their life, how many times they'd seen it. So that changed forever how I considered what parts to play. I would think, what are the women in the audience going to say when they see this movie? I love she, that. I do too. She followed that film with A League of Their Own, and both films were massive commercial hits. I remember seeing Thelma and Louise in the theater, and when Brad Pitt made his entrance, I was like, who <laughs> is this? Well, hello, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Just well, well, hello. <laughs> dappled in sun and youth and pheromones. I mean... In the mid-1990s, she teamed with then-husband Rennie Harlan to make Cutthroat Island and The Long Kiss Goodnight. Rennie Harlan had designs on making Gina an action star, but while Long Kiss did reasonably well at the box office, Cutthroat Island was one of the biggest box office flops at the time, and it contributed to her bankability taking a hit. I I mean... It's not so much, there are so many things out nowadays and so many different ways to watch them. People don't really talk about it, but I mean, how badly Cutthroat Island did was the talk. It was. For a very long time. Yep. Yep. I never saw it. I had no, no desire I, to see it. Yeah, I didn't either, but <laughs> for a very long time, yep. people talked about it. It was the new Ishtar. Uh, um. Yes. So after that, she took some time off. She divorced Rennie Harlan. And then her next appearance was in the Stuart Little films. Um, one, two, and three. Uh, so while she was one of the most successful actors of her generation, once she had, quote, a four in front of my age, I fell off the cliff. I really did, she says. In the early stages of my career, I was blithely going along, thinking Meryl Streep, Jessica Lange, Sally Field, they're all making these great female-centric movies, and I'm getting these great roles, really tippy-top roles, so things must be getting better for women. But suddenly, the great roles were incredibly scarce. It was a big difference. Mm. Subsequently, her film offers dried up, and she turned more to television. Uh, she's appeared in Grey's Anatomy. Uh, she was the lead in Commander-in-Chief, where she played the first female president and won the Golden Globe for that, but that show only lasted one season. Uh, she also starred in the series Continuation of The Exorcist and most recently was in Glow. In 2017, she appeared in the film adaptation of the play Marjorie Prime to some acclaim. And in talking about her Institute on Gender and Media, she says, oh, we want to change the world, she says with a big smile. Our goal is very simple. The storytellers and people on screen should reflect the population, which is half female and incredibly diverse. It's not like, wow, what a far-fetched idea. It just makes total sense. So good for her. Yeah. She is making a difference. She is. Um. So what was your movie this week? 
So my movie was The Long Kiss Goodnight. Now, had you seen it before? I had not. Okay. So now we have to guess, or I have to guess, if you liked it. Okay. I'm going to guess that you did not like it. It was okay. That was gonna. That was gonna be my guess, and then I changed. It was okay. I didn't hate it. Um, Okay. There are parts of it I loved. I loved that it was her. I saw what they were trying to do with that. I thought she was great. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. Uh, You love it. I do love it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) When uh, you decided on it the other night in the car, I was gonna say to you, "Don't forget, chefs do that." That is a funny part. Chefs do that. <laughs> it's funny. I I haven't seen this movie. Uh, like it, this movie is completely ridiculous. Oh, so dumb. I and mean, just I so dumb. <laughs> just, I really just love it. She's great. Samuel J. Samuel J. Jackson. Samuel <laughs> L. Jackson is great. Um, but it's probably been 20 some odd years since I've seen this. I still say chefs do that sometimes. And That's I still hilarious. sometimes sing to myself when I do a task. Sing to yourself. Like sometimes I'll go da 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 da, lock in the front door. Da, oh da, God! Da, I gotta get I forgot. Yep. She, yes. Yep, yep, or he yep. did that. Um, the Long Kiss Goodnight is a 1996 American spy action thriller film, co-produced and directed by Rennie Harlan. Uh, it stars Gina Davis, Samuel L. Jackson, uh, Tom. Amadis, sure. I don't know. Uh, Brian Cox, Patrick Malahide, uh, Greg uh, Burko, and David Morse. The story follows a M. I mean, okay, talk. The story follows an amnesiac school teacher who sets out to recover her identity with the help of a private detective um, when they discover a dark conspiracy it was released by luna jesus fucking <laughs> released by new line cinema on october 11th 1996 and it grossed almost 95 million against a budget of 65 million and it gained a strong cult following now what i want to know from you is if you found out you had some secret skill like if you were just going along in your life as Joe, and then all of a sudden it was a cooks do that moment, uh, what would you want to gain? Oh gosh. What would I want to gain in terms of like what skill would I want to gain? Yes. Like if, if, if you had some sort of not a secret life, but you know, you had built up this life because you were, you had an amnesia and then your real life came to the forefront. What would you have been? What skill would you, you know what? Yep. Yep. I would like to suddenly wake up to realize that I couldn't, that I could or can uh, play the piano very well. Like even like like a concert penis, like if I suddenly was like, oh my gosh, I'm suddenly awakening to the fact that I'm a renowned concert pianist that everyone thought was dead. Yeah. 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 That's what I would like. What about you? I would want to be, and this in part does have to do with Gina Davis because I was younger when she did her archery thing, but archery fascinates me. I would want to be an archer. Oh, interesting. And I too would want to um, play an instrument like beautifully, like be famous for it, like violin or something. Nice. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's all I could think about the whole movie. I was like, what would I want? (laughs) That's interesting. That's an interesting question. Yeah. That never entered my mind, but that's interesting. Why do you love this movie so much? Because because it is so ridiculous. I I just love the trope of like, I'm just this prim proper school teacher. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm actually a trained assassin. Because they couldn't be farther from each other. And she plays it so... 100% 100% seriously like she just commits so to it like really my favorite does. scene I think is when he's getting chased in the car and she throws on those ice skates and skates across the lake <laughs> and she like kills everyone on the first shot just and so- it's just so ridiculously over the top that I just can't help but love it I just love yes. how she smokes I love when she goes back to her old house and that kid's smoking and she's like if you tell anyone you saw me I'll shoot your fucking head off she it's fucking commits <laughs> so the general gist is that she was an assassin so she's into some shit she got amnesia and she created a new life uh for herself and and she knew i was about to say she knew she had amnesia is there a state in which you don't know you <laughs> what a fucking idiot um and so she has hired samuel l jackson to find out stuff for her and so he does and they go on this odyssey to find the real her it's fun it is fun because it is like like the ice skating across- <laughs> so fucking ridiculous um and i love but- i'm sorry no, go, go ahead. ahead no go ahead when she's when she realizes that something's going on and she takes her daughter ice skating and her daughter falls down she's like get up that's what i was just gonna fucking (laughs) say that's so funny go ahead i love it because that's what i was thinking like shut jesus fucking christ yeah that girl is super annoying super and that (laughs) i'm about to shit on a child her (laughs) lisp is so goddamn fake come on come on and it probably wasn't fake but i was just like wow okay i have some uh, trivia oh Uh, tell on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, uh, Samuel L. Jackson listed uh, Mitch, his character in this movie, as his favorite role. Wow. He is so good in this. And do you know that he says motherfucker in every movie he's in? Or oh, no. Or a form of it in oh. every movie he's in? Yes. And so I was looking for it, and he does say it. Gina Davis and then husband director uh, Rennie Harlan checked how long she could hold her breath in their bathtub. To prepare for the water torture scene. Wow, that's interesting. Um, in the first draft of the script, the name Sam Kane was not an alias used by. Oh, this was the other thing. Her name was her spy name was Charlie Baltimore. Yeah, I, yes, Charlie Elizabeth Baltimore. Like that's another thing. Like, how can you not love a movie where her name is Charlie fucking Baltimore? <laughs> she may have said it, and I was like, "Did I hear that right? Is her last name fucking Baltimore?" Oh God! The more I talk about it now, the more I actually love it. <laughs> it's just so fucking. I was like, "Really?" But instead of creation of her mind, Sam Kane, it was an anagram of amnesiac. Oh, uh, oh, clever. Yeah. Uh, screenwriter Shane Black sold the script for the movie with the intention of Rennie Harley directing it, Rennie Harlan directing it, and Gina Davis starring in it. Mm. But uh, they were contractually obligated to do Cutthroat Island first. And so then when that uh, was a bomb, Shane Black was like, oh, shit. Because <laughs> it was just so bad. 
Uh, Shane Black became the first writer to sell a script for $4 million. Wow. So, okay. Uh, The line, yes, it was very exciting. Tomorrow we go to the zoo was recycled from Shane Black's original script for The Last Boy Scout. Oh. Yeah. Greg Ferguson auditioned for the role of Timothy. No one cares. Okay. Yeah. So that's really, that's really the most exciting uh, trivia, Annette. Here's another reason why i love this movie i honestly mm-hmm. can't even tell you what the bad guy is up to like i have no idea what that whole plot is and i still oh, right, love yeah. this movie <laughs> like it doesn't even matter like i just I, know that i know that he's bad and he's working with the government and that's all that i know oh my I god have, oh my god i didn't even realize i didn't know yeah i had no idea yeah he's just you don't know what they're fighting for or against nope nope, nope. You, you just know that he's a bad guy yep, he's and bad. there's a bomb yeah. And I love I love how when he kidnaps the daughter, he's got that big fucking mask that he puts over her face. And the lady sees this whole thing and then he says, If you tell anyone I'll kill you, she's like, Okay, and then she doesn't say a fucking word. <laughs> oh, oh God. It's just oh, it is. It's really dumb, but in the best way. <laughs> The other thing I love is when the the one-eyed guy is in prison and he's watching the TV and yeah, yeah, yeah. he sees the parade, the Christmas parade, where uh, apparently they hold like a five-minute shot of just her in the car <laughs> as Mrs. Claus. <laughs> it's so <And> dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so great. It just, it's the kind of movie to just be like god i don't know what to i just i don't know what i mean just watch it yeah. it's just <laughs> it's mindless fun there's a lot of explosions a lot of guns oh my god but i did really appreciate the way she talked to the little kid yeah. just fuck because <laughs> as she starts to cry and the first thing i thought of was oh fucking shut up <laughs> she did it i was like i am you 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 are me i love this um yeah it's just mindless so yeah i think i liked it more than i thought uh, but maybe that's sort of my problem with it is like I, at no point did i oh and everything just happened so fast do you know what yeah. i mean yeah. like there was no development of should i go should i not go yeah. Yeah. i didn't realize that her and the guy were married i thought they were just dating for some reason uh. And so I was like, oh, she's just leaving her daughter with the boyfriend and it's not a big deal. Like stuff isn't clear. You know, they're just like, it does happen. Yeah. All of a sudden they're like in the car, her and Samuel L. Jackson are driving away and it's like, what? Oh, yeah. oh okay. <laughs> oh, so this was decided at some point. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> it also took me a minute to remember that she had actually hired him as a detective. And I was like, how do they know so much about, oh, that's right. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Yeah, because that's not clear either. Like, you just think he's some guy. Yeah, just like a con artist. Yeah, that's going to grift her or something. Yep, 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 yep. And then it's like, oh, no, she wants him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so unclear, and it doesn't need to be. No, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter, because she ice skates while shooting people. (laughs) 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 It's just so, oh, my God. So, yeah, give it give it a watch. It's yeah, I would highly recommend fun. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some yeah. weekend afternoon, home alone, or not yes. even alone. You just have nothing to do. It's 
It is a great time waster, I think. You're folding laundry, it's snowing outside. Yep. Just yep. put it on. It's great. And Samuel L. Jackson, I just have to say, works. His partner is played by Melina Kanakarides, which I just yes. like to say her last name. So I just had to say it. And when I saw her, I was like, ah, she was on a soap opera. Which soap opera was she on? She was on Guiding Light. Yes. Yep. And I was like, oh, I remember her being on a soap opera. Yeah. She's so pretty. She really is. Uh, so, yeah. There you go. Yep. Good flick. Good flick. I mean, terrible flick, but fun. terrible, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, terrible in all the right. Exactly. Yeah. In all yep, the right yep. ways. And I yep. think that's what they set out to do. I think that's yep. what she set out to do is to be like, cause there's, and I've forgotten the line now. She says something that's very much like she set out in the script for a woman to say this. It was just like, uh, like just some ridiculous line along the line like some ridiculous catchphrase she says at one point she only says it once so it's not really catchphrase but and you can just tell she did this to show see women can play these dumb parts too. <laughs> she did she played the shit out of it <laughs> she did um what movie did you did you choose i went with the film that brought her the oscar mm. the accidental tourist Okay. Directed by Lawrence Kasdan. Opened October 23rd, 1988. Now we got to play. Did you like it or not? I'm going to say that. God, I'm so conflicted. I'm going to say you love it. I don't love it. Oh, good. Okay. Oh, I just gave it away. Sorry. You hated it. I fucking hated it. I wanted to take my computer screen and throw it out the window. I fucking hated it so much, which is weird because I read the book and loved it. The book is one of my, it's in my top five. It's been in my top five since I read it. I love the book. I love the book. I remember loving the book. I don't think this is a very, I want to say fair adaptation. It's like Cider House Rules which is also my top five books. I don't love the film, but people seem to love the film. I'm not yeah. one of them. I I feel this, like I like this movie. I don't love it. Okay. No, I didn't like it either. And I, and I remember wanting to see it because I loved the book. Yeah. The book is phenomenal. If you have not read this book or read it by Ann Tyler. It's so really great. great. It's really, really great. The movie. Oh God. It really, really takes its time to get where it's going. I mean, and does it get anywhere? I mean, honestly. I mean, it does, but then, I don't know. Like, it just, I mean, she's great. Yeah, uh, yes, she's great. But here's the interesting thing. There are a couple, and this is going to get into a whole Oscar trivia thing, which I love. Mm -hmm. So, this movie was nominated for four Oscars, including Best Picture. Uh, Oh, oh. Okay. Was watching paint dry. Another one of the movies. And that's when we only had five films nominated per year. Jesus Christ. And only one hers was the only one that it won. So here's the interesting thing to me is that that Oscar nomination for her, for this film was the only nomination she got for her work on this film. She was nominated only for the Oscar, not the BAFTA, not the Golden Globe, nothing else, nothing else. And it was her first Oscar nomination. And 
she won, which is so strange to me. That's like just so looking weird. at who she was up against. Because that against was us? the year of Working Girl. Oh my God! Right. So she was up against Sigourney Weaver, first of all. Oh. oh. Um, Joan Cusack, also for Working Girl. Oh. Frances McDormand for Mississippi Burning and Michelle Pfeiffer for Dangerous Liaisons. Now, here's what's even more mystifying to me is because that year Sigourney Weaver was a double nominee. She was also Ooh. nominated for Gorillas in the Mist as Best Actress. Oh, and she didn't win either of them. God, and they crazy. not all the time. Often, though, if someone's a double nominee, they usually will win something. Mm-hmm. But she won nothing. Um, so it's even more mystifying to me that Gina Davis won this because Sigourney Weaver won the Golden Globe for Working Girl for Best Supporting Actress. That's funny. So now it was a different time, but it's just so baffling to me how Gina Davis was not nominated for any other award at all anywhere for her work in this film. Right. Except the Oscar. And then she won it. So it's just interesting. Interesting. Um, it was also nominated for two Golden Globes, including Best Picture. She was not the other nomination for that, though. It won the New York Film Critics Circle Award for Best Film of 1988. Um, the book uh, was a finalist for the Pulitzer Prize that year. Uh, the year it came out, which was in 85. Um, but it lost to Larry McMurtry's Lonesome Dove. Mm. Now, here are two interesting pieces of tidbits of info. Yeah, Kevin yeah. Costner <clears throat> turned down the role of Macon, which was ultimately played by William Hurt. <sighs> I can't decide which one would have been worse. <laughs> and Karen Black was considered to play Muriel. Karen Black. You know her. She's red hair. She's got the lazy eye. <laughs> what else was she in? Uh, look her up. She's in Airport 75. She's in Come Back to the Five and Dime. She's in that Trilogy of Terror TV movie that she gets chased by that little doll. <laughs> okay. Uh, Karen Black. Ooh, no. I mean, I love Karen Black, but I don't see it. Yeah, I don't see it at all. It would have been a very different movie. Yeah, for sure. It's also interesting because it's just so 80s. Like she comes out that one time with those old lace socks on. With those little bobby socks. Yeah. 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 Uh Uh-huh. I, she, her acting is great. She's great. My problem, and I have a terrible memory, so I don't remember the book at all. All I remember is loving it. And I remember the cover of it. Not one. I, I didn't like not one character in this whole fucking movie. They all irritated the absolute ever-loving shit out of me. She irritated me the least, but even she was fucking. Pro- I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna go to France and leave my son with whom whom the fuck ever. Uh, she was basically a stalker. I just yeah no I didn't and it was so so low. it. Was just so slow. Yeah, I just I couldn't get behind it. It's just yeah. I mean, I yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting how much love the film itself got that year. Like Roger Ebert gave it four stars out of four stars. Like That's I just don't see that. Also, like Kathleen Turner. I mean, I assume she took the role because. 
it reunited her with William Hurt and Lawrence Kasdan after they had hit it so big with Body Heat a few years before. So I imagine it was probably like a lark. Like, oh, sure, I'll come be in this movie because she's barely in it. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> I don't know. It just, yeah, something for me doesn't click. I was also thinking that about Gina Davis's character, Muriel. I thought, like, nowadays, she really would be considered a stalker. Yeah, it, nowadays, this movie would be a Lifetime movie. Yeah. But it's not as exciting as a Lifetime movie. Um, <clears throat> but it would be. Like, she, yeah. And that just that trope of super boring man starts going out with quirky girl and she fixes his life like fuck off yeah it's so weird i loved the book i don't i don't know and william hurt like stop it stop it someone needs to stop william hurt i like william hurt you know it's his voice it's like his voice is like night quill you know what I mean? It's just <laughs> put me to sleep. It's like a Tylenol PM. I just, and that look of that, always that look of confusion. I don't know how the world works. <laughs> like I just, and then the family, his family, it, you know, they're just men, men, babies, baby men. I know? will say this is like the one role I did not mind Ed Begley Jr. in. He's not in it very much, is he? He's just in He's the not. dinner scene, right? Okay. Is I could look this up, but I, I'm not going to. Cogsworth. <laughs> yes. David Ogden Steers. Thank you. Is he British in real life? He is, yes. I don't think so. I'm gonna look it up because I could have sworn he was. Just maybe. Um oh, he's American. Mm. Peoria, Illinois. Oh, Midwestern to to boot. And, you know, I, for some reason, I always thought he was British and put on an American accent. And I was always thinking, God, his American accent is so weird. (laughs) He's American. (laughs) I will say the dog is adorable. The dog is so cute. I did not like the way she trained that dog. Also different times. Uh, Right. Let's just. Um, what's your technique? I just leave him on the sidewalk and hope yeah, for the best. <laughs> not tied up to anything. Nope. And I'll trust people. Yeah. Cause then she was him. like, let's both go into the drugstore. And he's like, do, is that, should we do that? She's like, well, it has to happen sometime. I'm like, does it? <laughs> but, but, right. No, that does that. It doesn't have to happen. It's not a requirement. It's, it's really not. And like people will leave their dogs but they leave them tied up. And even then, if it's too cold or too hot, there's going to be someone who's like, well, who left this dog up? They don't have anything. I'm going to stand here until the owner. Like, and yes, the 80s, you know, the dogs were free range, just like the children were. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it's, it has to happen sometime. No, it fucking doesn't. Yeah, you it does not. The dog up. <laughs> Strange. And then people come by and pet it. And then. They don't take it with them. Someone's taking that dog. It's yeah, not set oh, up. Someone's for taking that sure. dog. Especially being a fucking corgi. Absolutely. Someone is taking, that's the queen's dog. You know what I'm saying? That's Someone right. Someone is that's taking right. that fucking dog. So yep. yeah, that was ridiculous. Oh, the other thing that bothered me. They go into the drugstore when they're in the drugstore and the dog's all alone. And she takes the sample lipstick and just puts it straight on her mouth. Oh. Yeah, I thought that too. 
even pre-COVID times. That's fucking disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, too pink. Yeah. I'm like, too pink, too much herpes. What are you doing? <laughs> <sighs> so yeah, it was, I almost didn't finish it. It took me two days to watch it. Yeah, I can see that. I It's interesting too, because um, I wonder how many times I can say interesting. Um, <laughs> I seem to have a memory. No, I do have a memory <laughs> of... Because I, I saw this at the movies, okay. and I haven't seen it since then. But I have this memory of them showing the crime with his son. So I don't know if I have made that up or if they have taken it out. I don't know. I, it seems as though I haven't read anything about anything being edited out. So maybe I just made it up. Did you read? Well, maybe it's in the book. I think it's in the book. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I just interpolated the yeah, two things. Yeah. Because he's murdered, right? It's a, yeah, like a, in a holdup. In a robbery. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 You don't Not... need to. You can paint a wall and then watch that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't recommend it really. Read the book. The book is good. Yes. Yes. One thousand percent. It did make me want to read the book again. Because then you can put your own people to it. Uh, I do think it delves more into stuff. So the stuff that is annoying about people, you can understand why. Yes. And really it's about like training grief, which I really feel like that comes through better in the book. Like the whole dog training metaphor, I think works better in the book than it does in the movie. And I feel like his character says something pretty deep about grief, but now I've forgotten what it is. So it can't be that great. Um, I don't know how I would Google that. I remember at the time being like, yes, yes. But now I, I don't remember. Anyway, read the book. The book is good. Movie. Not so much. She is cute as a button. Um, But her character, she's a stalker. She's a crazy stalker. She's crazy. And their, their relationship is never going to work. Like they're not a couple that you go, Oh, after this movie ended down the road, they are still absolutely not. He goes back to the wife uh, 100%. And that's the other thing too. Fucking pick a lane, dude, pick what you want. Also another thing, he is not so interesting that these two women would want him. I'm sorry. (laughs) I am sorry. He's like a piece of unbuttered toast. <laughs> I mean, I felt like the whole relationship with Kathleen Turner was really out of habit more than anything else. Oh, 100%. And I mean, and she basically says that. Trying to recapture what yeah. they had prior to the event. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But yeah, but for sure. So Long Kiss Goodnight. Yes. Watch it. Action Tourist. Read the book. Read the book. Or and listen to it. Whatever you do. And, um, you know, long kiss. Good night. It's, it wasn't nominated for any Oscars. Okay. This is, nope. uh, this is for just dumb fun, mm-hmm. but it takes itself very seriously. Don't mm-hmm. go into it thinking, you know, I think it does know what it is and it specifically is that, but it does it in a serious nature. Yeah. 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 It does so, it seriously, but it doesn't take itself too seriously. Yes. And oh, the, I really wish they could have d- pulled off that fucking double <laughs> axle. That oh, my God. Amazing. That, 
would have been the best ever. So, uh, yeah, there's there's the movies for Miss Gina Davis. Now, I'm super interested to hear about what the WePod is you have up your sleeve. So the WePod is a documentary called This Changes Everything. And it is about Gina Davis and her... Um, her work in trying to change uh and trying to give gender equality to hollywood interesting i didn't even so, yeah. know this existed yeah it's on the netflix all right um so yeah i'm excited about it too i mean i didn't say i was excited about it but that's cool <laughs> oh, well, fuck off uh- <laughs> no i am excited about it yeah i did i, I had no idea just- I did. I just said, "Oh, you know it existed." You, you said, "Yeah, I'm excited too." <laughs> I don't listen really when you talk. So, um, so yeah. Hey, give us an email. Subject line. Oh my god, that's what I was trying to say an hour ago. Subject line. Sorry, you don't remember. Oh, subject line. I see. I thought about. you were going to say, "Send us an email." Subject line. Open subject- this email. <laughs> Subject line, don't delete. <laughs> um, uh, three uh, funny ladies at gmail.com. Uh, uh, and you can always follow us on Instagram, three funny ladies yeah. podcast. And there yes. will be. Yeah. Oh, I watched Pam and Tommy. Oh, the whole thing? The entire. Oh, well, they've, only they only three. dropped right, right, three. Right. Yes, yes, yes. I hear it's trashy fun. Oh, it is. It uh, There's a whole conversation between Tommy Lee and his own penis. And the penis is an active participant in the conversation. Wow. It's trash too fun. It's great. I love it. I love it. And actually, because Sebastian Stan is so sweet and Lily James is so sweet, like as actors, as people, you actually, like you really, you root for them and you feel bad for them so far. I mean, he has his dickish moments and you're like, yes, I understand why these people did this, but you're like yeah they were in love uh that just reminded me too uh sorry another family guy joke that i just happened to see yesterday yes (laughs) where tommy lee is on there and he says if your wife doesn't do what you want punch her right in the hepatitis (laughs) 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 so anyway watch on that note it's great Um, all right. Well, I guess we'll uh, see you next week. All right. Okay. Be safe out there. Um, bye. Bye-bye.